0: Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. It's been a whirlwind of changes on Jim Harbaugh's coaching staff this season. Who's in, who's out, and what to expect from this very young group moving forward. All ahead on this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. Aaron, how are we doing on this Friday morning, afternoon, kind of right in the middle?
1: Um, I'm good. Still trying to take in the... uh... The, the the additions the Jim Harbaugh staff trying to figure it out but we're gonna hammer it out here, uh, here on the podcast
0: yeah I mean no, no Andrew today who's enjoying a few days of sunshine in Florida but still giving our readers some great coverage of the men's basketball team that is just a wagon right now man after another double digit win over Iowa on Thursday and definitely looking every bit as a of a number one seed here with the NCAA tournament on the horizon but Today, we're talking football. I mean, spring practices are underway, and, and like I said in the intro, boy, this is a, a new-looking staff with, with some late changes that kind of just happened here in the past week or so. Aaron, why don't you, you share the latest on, on where things stand here as spring practices did underway.
1: Yeah, they're a lot younger group. I think we've kind of hit on in weeks past. They're all under the age of 40. Um, but Jim Harbaugh had to do some reconfiguring last weekend for basically the second time. Because, uh, you know, in late December, he made the decision to get rid of Don Brown uh, and, and hire Mike McDonald as a new defensive coordinator. So that kind of ushered in a, a first wind of changes, but a departure last last weekend, last Friday, I think it was, Brian John marie John Mary, I still haven't figured out how to pronounce his name, uh, opted to leave for Tennessee. Um, he was one of the few kind of hold holdovers left from the, the first reconfiguration of the staff. Uh, so he opted to jo- join the staff there at Tennessee that created an opening for, for Jim Harbaugh. He had to scramble and find a new coach because keep in mind, Michigan began spring practice on Monday. It, it's earlier than usual. Um, they typically start mid-March, but I, I get the er, I get the hunch that Jim wanted to get going early because of the season was cut short and they had no spring last year, plus obviously the new staff. But he had to hire a new coach. Uh, so over the weekend, he went out and got Matt Weiss, uh, another Baltimore Ravens assistant coach. Uh, he was a running back, running backs coach over there. Um, but like Mike McDonald, he'd kind of done a little bit of everything. He kind of worked his way up. Started as a quality control intern type guy. You know, coached the linebackers, coached the cornerbacks. Uh, switched to the offensive side. He was doing running backs. So uh, Jim clearly liked his. He's first of all, I guess he's familiar with Matt. I mean, they they kind of worked together when when Jim was at Stanford. Weiss uh, was a, a graduate assistant at the time. So th- there was a familiar, familiarity there, uh, but obviously, you know, he, he, did, he did his research, dug into him and, and found something he liked. You know, he is a big analytics guy. He is younger. Again, a, another one of those guys that are under the age of 40. So I think he brings that 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 kind of different element thinking to the game. Uh, he will be the quarterback's coach, which kind of brings Jim off of, you know, his planned role. He, You know, after the first shift of the coaching staff, Jim, in fact, it was announced by Michigan that he was going to coach the quarterbacks that isn't the case now um, with with Weis coming in, um, but it also kind of prompted a, a second shift with this, with the staff. I mean, because he added another offensive coach, uh, Jim decided to move Ron Bellamy, who's supposed to coach the receivers with Josh Gaddis, over to the defensive side of the ball. He's now going to coach safeties, and the plan safeties coach George Hilo has now filled that, that linebacker's role that, that Jean Marie left open, left vacant. So some shifting going on, last second shifting, uh Jim Harbaugh was asked about it Thursday. He said he went to Bellamy, he went to Hilo asking just to you know get the kind of you know get their permission, get the, get their blessing. And, and apparently both told Jim, you know, we'll do whatever is best for the team, for which Jim replied that's music to my ear. So he's happy with the way everything turned out. It was a big headache and it seemed like a big mess there for a week to try to make sense of all this. Um, But after, you know, two or three months of off-season changes, uh, his staff is now in place for 2021.
0: Yeah, you you said something interesting there about uh, just making sense of all this. And I I know for me, I don't know about you, but when I first saw that when they were hiring Weiss, I'm like, what? (laughs) I had to do like a double take. Like, what what do you mean they're hiring a quarterback's coach after your linebacker's coach departed? But, I mean, Harbaugh kind of explained his his reasoning a little bit when he talked to reporters on Thursday, but... And there was definitely a little initial shock factor there when I, when, when we heard about the hire.
1: It, and it's, it's important to remember, too, while folks look at Jim Harbaugh as a quarterback guy, because he wasn't. I mean, he played quarterback at the college level. He played in the NFL. Folks like to look back at his time at Stanford, where he, where he mentored Andrew Luck. During most of his tenure at Michigan, he has had a quarterbacks coach on staff. That's worked with. That's kind of devoted their time to working with quarterbacks. Yes, Jim obviously steps in and, and helps and and kind of you know throws you know nuggets at him when he wants to. But this was really going to be the first time Jim Harbaugh had been was going to be a dedicated quarterbacks coach. Obviously, that's not going to happen. That things change. But I think that speaks to Jim's preference and desire to add we to the coaching staff because he really didn't have to do it. He could have went out and found uh, some up and coming assistant coach to coach the linebackers. Uh, and, and just done that and, and, you know, stay with Ron Bellamy on the offensive side of the ball and Hilo at safeties. He decided not to do that. So I think that speaks to how much he, he likes Uh, Weiss. uh he, he obviously values what what he brings to the table uh, and we'll see where things go from a development standpoint with the quarterbacks on the roster.
0: Yeah. The d- development part is a key factor, but I think there's another kind of secondary factor here that goes along with these changes and that's on the, on the recruiting trail. I, I wrote about this a little bit this week, but um, yeah, losing Gene uh, Mary or John Marie, that, that's that could hurt them on the on the recruiting trail at least initially. I mean, he he had a lot of strong ties to to Florida, and and was was one of the most experienced. He was the most experienced assistant Mich- Harbaugh had left on his, on his staff. Losing him kind of this late in the ball game, uh, it it might take a little bit for for Michigan to to recover on, on the recruiting trail. And not only that, but Ron Bellamy is now—he already developed some some strong relationships with some top receiver targets, and now he's moving to the other side of the ball. So I, I think Michigan will will still keep him on some of these receivers, and just just because he he has that built-in relationship already. But now it's a it's another shift for recruiting for for Ron Bellamy and a little bit for for George, George Hilo, although he's kind of at least stayed on the same side of the ball. So I think that's another area to, to watch here on how that could affect things moving forward.
1: Yeah. And, and I think the overarching storyline kind of coming out of this obviously lies with the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you've, you've got a first year coordinator, Mike McDonald, who's really never done it before. Yes. He's been assistant coach. Yes. He spent a lot of time at the NFL level coaching linebackers. Uh, he seems like an X's and O's type of guy. But there's a difference between talking about it, studying it, and actually implementing it. And that's right now kind of what they're doing in practice. Uh, Jim Harbaugh spoke this week. The first practice was Monday. Uh, I believe they are supposed to put the pads on today, Friday, for the first time. Uh, But there's a lot of um, uh, installation going on right now with the defensive scheme. We still don't really know exactly what it's going to look like, and I suspect it's going to take some time to flesh this out. Uh, Not only for, for, for us in the public, but for them behind the scenes, too. Uh, You know, uh, Mike McDonald was, he did his first interview since being hired at Michigan last week on the, in the trenches podcast uh, with John Jansen. And, you know, he was asked point blank, what is this defense going to look like? And he didn't really give any specifics, but he, he did hint at some things, you know, he, he did. Um, he, he did say they're going to be more multiple than they were in the past. Uh, obviously, under Don Brown, we all know that Michigan liked the blitz. They like man coverage. They like to kind of push the pace and, and get pressure on the quarterback, which I don't think Michigan's necessarily going to go away from right away. Um, but they're certainly going to expand some things. It sounded like McDonald was more open to zone coverage, uh, more open to perhaps a 3-4 front. Um, They added a co-offensive, excuse me, a co-defensive coordinator, Maurice Linguist, who was going to be in charge of kind of the secondary. So You got a lot of question marks on how this defense is going to look, but as a first-year coordinator, um, you also have to realize, too, when you come into a new program like Michigan, you kind of got to fit your scheme to fit the personnel that that are already in place, because that personnel may not necessarily be what you want it to be right now. You got to work with what you got. And Michigan, as we all know, recruited a certain way to a certain position. They like wipers. They like more athletic linebackers. They like guys that can get fast and get off the off the block. And, and that may not necessarily be what, what McDonald wants down you know down the line. But right now, um, they're instilling. Uh, Jim Harbaugh said they're being very careful. They're they're kind of putting one layer at a time. They're mastering it one at one layer at a time before they move on. Uh, and, and that's kind of what's in front of this Michigan defense at this point. We kind of know what they have offensively. Um, they got us a lot of pieces back and they even have some pieces back defensively. As we reported, Josh Ross is back down to Jeter's back Aiden Hutchinson's back. They got both starting safeties back. So there's experience there, but I got to feel how to utilize this experience and leverage it to where they can be successful defensively and put out a better product than they, than they did in 2020.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, there is some experience there, but there's not many guys where you, you can just pencil in and be like, all right, He's going to be on the field pretty much 100% of the time, and we can, like, we don't ha- really have to worry about his production. I mean, there's there's maybe Dax Hill and, and Aiden Hutchinson there and a lot of guys that still have a lot to prove on that defense. So that's probably complicating things a, a little bit on, on install just because there's so many moving parts. And you're trying to f- figure out where these a bunch of these guys kind of fit in. So it, it, it will be fascinating to see um, what uh, what this defense looks like when they're, when they're finally able to, to take the field in the fall.
1: Yeah, especially a linebacker, because as we all know, McDonald comes from a, a background of linebackers, where he coached the NFL. Um, if they do employ deploy a three four scheme, that's that's they're gonna they're gonna look to use four five six linebackers during a game. So they got to build depth there, and they got to get talent. We, we saw the inefficiencies the deficiencies at linebacker last year. They've lost a couple of guys in the portal. They've got bodies there, but there's not a ton of experience. A lot of guys that shirt last year didn't play a ton. So I'm curious to see the maturing process and how they kind of come out of the gate with that regard. Yes, Josh Ross is back. They're going to lean on him quite a bit. Michael Barrett too, but he also played that unique viper that, that Don Brown liked utilizing that kind of, it was kind of more of a hybrid linebacker safety. Does McDowell use that? Does he change it up? Does he decide to use Barrett in, different, in a different format or different way? There's just so many questions kind of surrounding this defense because at the end of the day, Michigan's going to be successful if their defense is successful. Um, the offense isn't there yet. It, it's getting there. They're, they're entering your under Josh Gattis. But if Michigan wants to take the next step, they got to get this defense back, back in order. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to keep up with with the Ohio States and you know in the, the top line of the Big Ten. Right?
0: Yeah, let, let's let's move on to one of the other defensive assistants who I think might end up being the the best hire out of the group is Maurice Linguist, coaching the co-defensive coordinator and coaching the secondary. Um, well, it's, we listened to him on the Inside the Trenches podcast here uh this week, and it, it, you can see why he he's in kind of an ace recruiter, and and he's really well liked among among the recruits so far, and it looks like he he could be. Uh, turn into quite the hire for, for Michigan.
1: Yeah. I was really impressed with his, his comments, just the way he talk, spoke, the way he talked some of the things he was saying. Uh, I can see why he recruits very well. He seems like a likable guy. And we, we in the media haven't gotten a chance to talk to him yet. We probably will here shortly. Um, but it seems like that, that was a good hire for Michigan. We'll, we'll see from a, from a development standpoint, but he's, as you've noted in the past, I mean he's, he's unloaded a lot of offers to recruits down in the state of Texas, the South, he can go wherever he's needed, as we've seen in the past with him. Um, Jim Harbaugh was asked about his role on Thursday. He did say that Maurice Ling will well, obviously coach his defensive backs. Uh, he is co coordinator, but it sounds like he's in charge of the passing game, the passing defense. So it kind of will be coordinating the secondary. Whereas in years past, Michigan really didn't have one of those. I mean, you had Mike Zorich, as quarterbacks coach. You had Phil in the Blank, who was a safety's coach. They've had several over the last few years, um, but no one was really organizing that, that, that kind of position. Whereas And you had Don Brown, who obviously was a defensive coordinator, but he was really fixated on the front seven, the defensive line and the linebackers getting pressure. Um, And to be honest with you, Michigan really didn't have to kind of get that organization, you know, in in the secondary. They were so good for so many years. They had some lockdown corners that were fine in man coverage and make plays. So they didn't have to worry about that group too much. This time around, it's it's a little bit different. They, they do have experience coming back safety, but they've got some corners they've got to bring along, as, as we talked about it when I feel like ad nauseum in the fall. Um, they've they got some development to do. Uh, linguist seems to fit the bill at that, at that spot. You'll got you you know you'll have Bell, Ron Bellamy over there, too. Um, so I, I'm curious to see where that, that, that goes. But I, I like the organization here early on, just in terms of who's doing what, who's organizing what. Um, and, and they're not all kind of controlled under one umbrella. So it's, I, I'm, again, it's going to kind of come back to go back to the scheme, of what Michigan decides to to run and how they tailor it to the, their talent they have. It's a, it's a different, different look than what we've seen in the past couple of years.
0: Yeah. And then moving on to the offensive side of the ball, it does seem like there's more stability on, on that side, just based off of personnel, but Um, A lot of of changes on the staff there, too, kind of take us through uh, all all the changes that happened on on that side of the ball this offseason.
1: Yeah, as we hit on, you know, Matt Weiss is the new quarterbacks coach. Uh, He'll have kind of control for that. It sounds like he can help Jim Harbaugh with some analytics stuff. I don't know exactly what that is going to mean or what that's going to entail, but I'm curious to see how that fits in. Mike Hart, as we've talked about, is going to you know um, coach running backs. That has not changed. Josh Gaddis is still the offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach. That really has not changed. Uh, the big major shift, you know, with the offense, and we've we've hit on it before. Uh, Cheryl Moore is now coach is now shifted to coaching the offensive line. Uh, he's former, as we as we've hit on too. He's a former offensive lineman. He who Played. He was offensive tackle in college, so he has experience playing the spot. I think he'll be fine here. He's never really coached the position at the college level. That doesn't mean he can't. He's kind of coached out a position anyway from the get go, and he's done. I think he's done a fair job coaching tight ends as as the last couple stops. So I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do it on of the offensive line. And as I've, I've written about here in live the last. I'd say week or so I'm, I'm really bullish on this offensive line. They got a lot of pieces coming back, a lot of interchangeable players that they can play at, you know, tackle or guard. So there's depth and there's talent there. Uh, I, I think they will be just fine on the offensive line. So I think Sharon Moore is in a good spot. And then Jay Harbaugh uh, still on staff. Uh, he's going back to coaching the tight ends, a position he kind of started when he first joined the Michigan staff, when Jim Harbaugh first got here, still going to coordinate the special teams. Uh, he's done a very good job recruiting the last couple of cycles along with Sharon Moore. So they've got the recruiting chops on the offensive side of the ball. Now, just kind of like the defense, but I, I do think the offense is a little bit more advanced. It's about putting it all together. They've got some more experienced guys at receiver. Uh, they got to figure out the quarterback situation. Uh, they got some promising guys at running back. Uh, the offense could be very good. I mean, we've said this in the past, You know, given the talent they've had, um, but I, I do think there's a more cohesiveness and more – it seems like you've, you've got a group of guys on the offensive coaching staff that are kind of on the same page, and I think – that's what Jim Harbaugh sounds most excited about.
0: Yeah. If I could just kind of share my final thoughts here on on all these, this overhauled staff and all the changes. I mean, there's a lot of them are, are intriguing hires, but at the same time, I mean, the average age of this group is a a tad over 35 years old. I mean, you like, you want to say that, all right, yeah, there, these are all up and comers in the, in the, in the coaching ranks, but you almost would like to have at least a, maybe a couple of guys that have have been around and had that, that experience. Um, so we'll see if, if this pays off for, for Michigan, but it's hard to say that I'm not a little bit hesitant about, about all the changes and and there could be some growing pains for sure over the first year or so, um, under this new group, because yeah, like we've said, a lot of these guys are doing coaching certain areas or doing things for the first times in their careers, which, um, doesn't always necessarily translate to success.
1: No, and, and Jim Harbaugh's. But he was asked about it Thursday. Mike McDonald was asked about it last week about the the youth uh, on the staff, and neither seem to pay much attention to it. I don't know if if they're lying or not, but it, it, certainly there, there's certainly a trend here that Jim Harbaugh's staff has gotten much younger. He won't say it was by design. Uh, he he'll he'll tell you he went out and try to get the best guys available and the guys he thought fit the Michigan coaching staff and Michigan philosophy, and that may be true. Um, but there there has been a dramatic shift in the experience level and the in the age gap with some of these guys. Now, I do think part of that plays to recruiting. I, I think you're it, it just by nat- natural tendency, I think younger uh, less experienced coaches at the college level are more eager to go out and recruit. I, I think just because they, they want to prove themselves, I think they tend to uh, resonate and and relate better with younger kids, high school kids. So it, it, I, I do think to some degree this was well, by design, Jim may not say it. Not, not only for a cohesive staff's point of view, but from a recruiting standpoint. As we've talked about in the past, Michigan has lagged behind Ohio State. And look, the recruiting class has been good, um, borderline great in some years, um, but they, they still lag behind Ohio State and the, the top-level schools. And, and to get there, um, you're going to have to go out and, and take some risks, take some chances in areas you may not be familiar with or comfortable with going into. Uh, but you know, with, with the hire of linguists, I, I think Michigan you know gets its foot in the door um, even further with t- with the state of Texas, um, with Jean Marie, you had Florida, but I, I do think with with Hilo, McDonald, and some of these other guys, you, I think they'll be able to get into Florida just fine. Uh, but it's a recruiting play; they have to get better kids. If you get better kids in here, you're going to win more games, you're, and you're going to you compete against Ohio State. It, it's just it's just how it goes. Uh, so I think this was a play for that. We'll see if it if, if it happens, if it works. I think you're still two or three years out from finding out what you know, getting a result. You know, these are kind of the beginning stages, as we talked about in McDonald's um, infancy. Beginning stages of, of what Jim Harbaugh, you know, I, I think looks at as maybe his rebirth here, trying to get Michigan, uh, Michigan's football program over the over the hump. Agreed,
0: agreed. Yeah. Before we wrap up here, anything else stand out to you from from Harbaugh's press conference on on Thursday, is his first, uh, his first after spring practices started?
1: Not a ton. It was it was typical, you know, Harbaugh speak. I guess he was asked about JJ McCarthy and the quarterback situation. <laughs> uh, didn't want to talk much about it. He it instead kind of praised JJ and the rest of the early enrollees, which
0: every single one,
1: <laughs> all yeah, ten he, or he eleven, pretty much all of them. And, and that's pretty much the case every year. Uh, so it, it was clear Jim's not really interested in talking about the quarterback situation at this point. Um, so that's kind of they're going to he's going to kind of leave it up to us to and then that's kind of what we'll continue to do until we get some answers. Uh, he was asked about uh, Joe Milton's departure and Dylan McCaffrey's departure. He didn't want to say much. He did point to the, you know, the, the transfer portal and how that's become, you know, a bigger thing in college football. You're seeing more and more guys enter it, especially if they're not getting a ton of playing time. And without saying, and I, I think that's what Jim was kind of insinuating, you know, McCaffrey had never, had, hadn't won the starting job. Milton lost the starting job. Uh, so there's probably a feeling there that they weren't going to get it back, and they were going to go elsewhere. You, you know, you can't blame them. That's this reality of college football nowadays. If you can play more somewhere else, you're probably going to go there. Uh, it, it's it's a it, and I think it's it's going to be something to watch in the next couple of years with with coaching staffs and you know how they handle roster management. And I, and we've talked about this in the past. I think it's one of the reasons why you saw AJ Henning and Blake Corum as true freshmen play so much last year that Michigan doesn't want to risk losing those guys. They want to kind of get their feet wet and just let them start playing so they don't feel the need uh, to look elsewhere. So it's it's an interesting thing to watch. Other than that, Jim Harbaugh didn't say much. We didn't get a ton of news out of it. Um, it uh, but, again, it's the first week of, of spring practice. Uh, maybe we'll get them again here in a few weeks and we get some kind of answers as to how – answers to some of the questions of, of some of these things we're we're looking at.
0: Spring practice starting in February of this year. I have some some top 15 ranked Michigan basketball teams, uh, hockey teams doing well, baseball, softball starting here. It's uh, it's going to be a busy busy spring for us, and, and we'll have plenty of more coverage at, at mlab.com and we'll be with you with, with more podcasts throughout these next few weeks too, recapping all, all the big news. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.